on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. If you're going in the right direction, then just keep going. So I like, I think I got a long way to go, but I think I'm going in the right direction. I'm looking for the right things. Maybe I'm worried that once I get there, you know, well, well I, okay, I've checked that box and then fade out. But right. I guess that's a different struggle for, so keep going in the, the right direction. If you're going in the right direction, if you're not, um, identify those areas and easier said than done, but fix it. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. I got Mr. Patrick Walker on the Kings stage today. My man, how are you doing today? I am doing excellent. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yes, we appreciate you just carving out a little bit of your time. You're in a, a in an industry, honestly, that I have not yet had on the show. So I'm excited to kind of dig in here because, man, this industry has been high highs and low lows in the last little bits. And so I'm excited for you to be able to share some of those uh, losses, wins, victories, struggles, the whole deal. So uh, Patrick, tell us what kind of business that you have. I have a brick and mortar travel agency. Yes, we still exist. There are not a lot of us out there, but we are here. Some people don't know. It's, it's actually a free service. If you go to Cruise Line X, it costs you five grand. If you come to me, it'll actually probably be less because I know the tips and tricks and all that cost you nothing in. And the cruise line gives me a little kickback. So it's a good win-win for everybody. Yeah. So it's almost like uh, group purchasing in that way where it's free for the customer, but you just, you have an agreement with, with the folks that you're booking travel through. Correct. Correct. That's amazing. Um, I, I love, I love that concept. It is difficult sometimes for the folks that I know with that same business model, not in travel, of course, but the same business model to like break through to their customers that it doesn't actually cost them anything. <laughs> Do you find the same thing in your industry? Oh yeah, yeah. And then a lot of some of them get it that I've done travel for a while, but the people that are new to it. They're like, no, I don't quite understand. Or they they think it's like I have inventory, and they said, well, how about a little discount? And I'm like, I like an Apple Watch. It's three nine nine. It's three nine nine. It's three nine nine. Unless I have some group power behind me, and so then sometimes it's actually less. But right, yeah. It's not like you've prepackaged, you know, Thanks. ten trips to the Bahamas that you're trying to now sell. <laughs> Correct. Very cool. Okay, so before we kind of get into your your story and the backdrop a little bit here, I want to know at this level. I mean, because you know, from my understanding, you're crushing it. Um, from, from the some of the notes that I've seen that my my team has left for me, um, not only have you been crushing it, but you've been continuing to crush it. Uh, the especially the last couple of years. So you're at this certain level of success, and you're still doing it. Why? Well, one, everything's tied up in it. I, I have to, but um, it kind of gets in your blood, the business side of it and the travel. It's a phenomenal, fun industry. You know, yeah. other industries are necessary. They're just not as fun. So I, yeah. I get to sell fun. So it's it's a good, good situation to be in. And it's it opened up a world of stuff. I didn't know there was stuff out there. I kind of jumped into it blind. So there's just a yeah. whole world out there, literally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that took me a second to wrap my head around what you just said there, because there literally is a whole world. I love it. Okay. So tell us the story. How, like, 
not just this business, or was this the first business? I know that you kind of did some interviewing, looking around a little bit. This is oh, kind of what yeah. you landed on. Tell us the story. Oh yeah, no business experience and pretty much no travel experience. We had a lot. We had a large family, military, so we, our travel was kind of where we lived. So sure. yeah, I, I went to a franchise expo and I liked our logo, and here I am. <laughs> And that's kind of like how, you know, the, the, the one wife randomly picked the, the final four based on the mascots. Is that, yeah, is that yeah, kind of the same exactly. thing? Yep. <laughs> so you like the logo, you go over to their booth, you ask for more information or they, they call you how, like, tell, give us, oh, give no, us that's a good question. I walked yeah. up to the booth and I'm like, that's a really cool logo. It's a, a ship compass rose combination. And, and, he, and he's like, yeah, we're a travel agency. I'm like, well, that's dumb. The internet's going to kill you. He said, just because you take, you said that here, take this. I won't talk to you now. Go home, read it, and then call me back. And say, here I am. Wow. Okay. Well, wow, there's there's obviously a lot that happened, but I want to I want to back up for half a second. You showed up to this event or this like showroom of sorts. It's like a what was it? It was actually a virtual expo. You take a okay. little emoji and you walk around. And you turn and look at a booth and you go to the next one. I had some criteria. Um, I didn't want to have to deal with teenagers as far as hiring and firing. I okay, yeah the whole avoid conflict thing. So, you know, fast food was probably out. Yep. Yep. Um, and I didn't even have to own my own business. It was just one of the things I was looking into. Sure. And I took that perspective home, read it, didn't believe the numbers, Google it, researched it. I'm like, Hey, these guys are telling the truth and did more due diligence. And here I am. Wow. Okay. So, so in that moment, I want to go back to that, what you just said there, I would have thought you were showing up to this, you know, franchise event to like, okay, which one am I going to go with? But it, it sounds like that was an option, but you, you said, I didn't even have to own my own business. What, tell us about that. What, what was going through your brain? Yeah. I'm not that guy that I don't mind working for somebody else. I don't mind making people coffee. I mean, so, but I wanted it. It's always been in the back of my head to own your own business would be kind of cool. So I went there without having to go. And I, so yeah, that's probably put me in a better place because then I didn't force the issue. Yeah. And so do you think that, that that's a, like how you were raised or personality? Cause like entrepreneurialism is obviously very unique. Not, right. every, it's not, it's not designed for everybody, but you're, you're kind of coming from the other side of the tracks a little bit saying like, Hey, yeah. I'm crushing it, but maybe I'm not like the traditional entrepreneurial thinker. Yeah, I'm definitely not. My dad was very, very laid back. I am. So I don't know if it's an internal trader. I caught it from him, man. Don't, don't get wrong. I want to make money. I want to crush it, but it's, I don't have to be the number one in the country if I'm making good money and the other guy's making more good for him. Right. Yeah. I kind of take that as like, it's not that you don't want to win, but right. you know, you know how to, how to take a good loss also that, you know, you know, the reality of the situation and how to be strategic in the situation and not right. be emotional about not being number one. If you aren't number one, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how I take it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> you want to add anything to that? I don't know, but I do kind of have my eyes set on the top 10 in the country. We're, we're knocking on that door. So I guess I got a little bit in me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love, I love everything that you just said, which is I can still be goal oriented. I can still want to crush it, but maybe I've got a little different personality. I think it opens it up to, you know, the listeners here that, you know, cause it's, cause it's very different from my profile. My profile is, you know, like there, there's no grass underneath the feet, you know, that I'm, I'm pushing tar, I'm pushing mindset, like, it's a little bit crazy over here, you know, right, right. <laughs> but that's okay. Like we don't have to be the same person in order to be successful in business. I love that perspective. Right. Okay. Well, so you get started in the early years, early on. I want to know like be before you're crushing doing millions, I want to know 
a good decision that you made inside the business that you can look back on now and be like, that was a turning point for us. So that's a little easy since I had no clue what I was doing. Um, one of the books, the E-Myth, follow the plan. It's a franchise, follow the plan. I should be open five days a week, nine to five. Well, I know when I'm going to be open. Right. I need to make X phone calls a week. Well, I'm going to make X phone calls a week. So part of it was not knowing what I was doing actually helped me because here's the here's the plan. Follow it. Right. And and you're just simple enough to go. Okay, I'll do it. Well, so there was pushback. I'm like, I disagree with that. But <laughs> you know, you took my money for to give me the plan book. I should. There's a, there's reasons they give you that plan book. Yeah, that's interesting from a franchise perspective. So we're kind of a little bit out of the, you know, I kind of see this as two things like, you know, one being coachable, listening, because I, 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 that's what I'm hearing you say. You, you read the E-Myth, which is a fantastic book. And you said, okay, great. I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just coachable. I'm just going to, I'm just going to follow the script. But being a franchise owner myself now, <laughs> like you, I know that there are moments where I'm like, mm, I don't yeah. think that's the best. Totally so, agree. Talk about that just from an angle of like, whether it's frustrating or like you, you kind of skirt the system sometimes, you know, like just give us some of the inside of the doing your own thing. Um, well, marketing is a big one. They say, you know, the print media flyers and I, you know, just have a hard time with that. So I kind of did a little bit of both. I didn't quite do the numbers they suggested and I tried other stuff. Obviously social media is huge in our industry because travel has pretty pictures and pretty pictures work well with social media. That's right. That's right. And, and so are you, do you like inside of the organization, are you kind of uh, like an outlier, a little, little, little black sheep in that regard where you're kind of off doing your own thing on social media and nobody else is doing it? Uh, oh, no. It's, um, we, we always talk. We're always trying. Corporate's always trying to rein us back in and say, go down this path. But they encourage creativity. Yeah. They, they do a really good job of that. And when you win, they want to know and pass that to everybody else. Yeah, and that's, that's obviously a cool part about having a system or a network, especially if they do allow for some creativity and, you know, trying different things because sometimes things work, sometimes sometimes they don't. <laughs> sometimes they need to be taken out back, as Mr. Wonderful says from Shark Tank and and shot, you know. So, okay, um, I want to, so, so the idea there or the good decision was to just, you know, kind of follow the script. Mm-hmm. Got the book. Anything specific from that script, as we're calling it, or, or the plan, that really worked for you? That was like, wow, like I, because I listened to this, it really put things in motion. for me. No, I mean, kind of the whole package deal. Um, there's not one particular thing that it stands out. And uh, so from the e-myth, I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, you, you have a mindset, you're, you're building a team, you're kind of putting people in place. You obviously have a pretty large team now. A- anything that you want to share there that, that those things have like helped you build the team. I'm just kind of looking for maybe a, a nugget or something that, that can, the listener can Grab well, currently, yeah. Now I'm, uh, I had to go back and reread it. I quit building the team, selling travels fun. Um, during COVID, it was a lot of time. It was just me and not the team. So I became right. a salesman, a technician as from the book. Right. So I had to, I'm out of necessity. This, yeah. I'm smack dab in the middle of needing to, to go from a salesman to a business owner. And that, yeah, that's my current fun struggle that I'm going through. Yeah, we call in Gathering the Kings, we call it the warrior to king transition. Um, and it's <laughs> well, the same, right? Because the oh, warrior's no, in the I... battle every day, got blood on the sword, you know? <laughs> and the king, the king's so valuable that um, he's got to sit at a at a position that we can see, and he can't be in the individual battle. Oh. So Yeah, I'm writing that down. That's exactly where that I'm not and I need to be. Yeah. 
Well, I love the I love the the acknowledgement that you know that you're on this journey. Um, I'd love to know a bad decision that you made somewhere in there. Like, give us the juicy details. Give us a story, Patrick. Come on. Well, my worst decision ever, and this one is not my fault, but I'll <laughs> throw it out there anyway. Don't buy a travel related business two and a half years before COVID. <laughs> How would you have known? Right. <laughs> right. Sliding into. 100% sales, not leading the team, neglecting them, um, not not out of being a negative. It's just fun to sell travel. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to give up a lead if I'm the one that answered the phone. Sure. Yeah. And so, so yeah, what I heard one, you say goes back to the technician. You're you're in the seat and you like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that would have been the bad decision. That one, it, at first, it started off necessity. I'm the only team here, so you had to do that. Then that right. becomes fun. Then you get good at it. Then the team slowly builds and you don't realize you're not doing that. So that would, if I would have started building the team and coaching earlier, instead of just realizing it in the last year, that would have, that would have been a, I think growth would have been happening faster. Sure. Yeah. And to be specific here, obviously, because there's a lot of listeners, I mean, they're all different types of businesses listening, but I think that a lot of entrepreneurs do lend toward people and having conversations, which often then puts them in the seat of a salesperson, whether they know sales or not, or have this history, especially if you do have a history, then you're automatically go to that seat, you know? And so what I'm hearing you say is that you, you stayed in the seat too long. Mm -hmm. And if you had, if you had gotten out of the seat, replaced somebody else, is that you kind of mentioned that because it was fun, it partially in there. Did you think like, maybe I'm just, I'm good. And I don't know if I can bring anybody else on, like maybe trust issue, anything like that. Um, no, I did not have that. I've always been willing to bring people on. Okay. Maybe since I liked it, I didn't search for it or push it as hard as it right. was supposed to. But yeah, um, if my office door is open and somebody's selling, it's it, I can't. I have to go out there and at least listen and then hold my tongue. So it's it's a challenge still. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. There's been some very similar um, feelings that I've felt. I think every business owner does as we transition out of the technician, as you as you said or out of the warrior stage. And we realize there's that these things that we like doing are things that we've just done for so long. And, and I'll give you one example, almost the exact same thing for the benefit of the listener here. Just recently, even I, I operate a lot of email accounts. I got eight businesses, a lot of employees, a lot of things going on. And so I just recently hired um, a personal assistant. I have lots of leads that take care of a lot of things. I'm, I'm a great delegator, but I just hired a personal assistant in the last year. And there were some email accounts that I've just, it's the first thing I do. It's, I do it several times during the day. It's the last thing I do at the end of the night. Like I'm on it, like, you know, <laughs> and I'll tell you what, um, I've just now gotten to the point where I've, I'm still faster than she is. Meaning I can, I see the email come. I could, I could handle it. Right. But I know eventually when she logs in, she'll get to it and she takes care of it. And then it is, it's good. So it's the scenario of like, I'm about to delete the email account from my phone where you need to remove yourself from the sales floor. <laughs> you have to, because, because you love it. You're right there. Like I would just right. keep doing, it. I would just keep doing the email over and over, which then, although I can do it, that time could be used elsewhere. It could be in my morning routine. It could be, you know, spending time with my kids in the afternoon or whatever, whatever it is. Same right. thing with you. Right. But in all seriousness, it's like, we have to recognize, not only did you recognize that you were in the seat, but now you're recognizing that you have to physically remove yourself, like physically out of the way, Right. So that that they can they can go do their thing. You got good people on your team. Oh man, it was awesome. Yeah, good team. So, it's a lot of fun. Okay, I want to know from a from a team building perspective. You said if I had just built a team earlier, okay, well now you have the team. Now, what would you what 
what have what have you learned as you built this team? Everybody's not the same as me. <laughs> That's good. Okay, give us give us a little bit more information there. <laughs> I do. I just like doing it. I don't need anybody to tell me I did a good job. Um, so it's really hard for me to do recognition. I understand the power of it, but it almost feels fake when I do it since it's not me. And then I, yeah. then I become I feel like I'm disingenuous. Yeah, delivering something that you know they need, but that you're not naturally wired to give. Right. Yeah. So how do you do it? Well, I mean, to, to my, my shame, for the most part, I don't, but I'm getting better at it. Trying to actually have a notebook, real or imaginary, on each person and what works and um, schedule time. I'm trying to get better at that, where I just call or email or talk to and not have an agenda just to kind of see where it leads. Yeah, the um, the opportunity to connect. Right, right. Human to human. It's right, big, exactly. It's a big deal. A lot of times in big corporations, um, you know, it's obviously the the difference of working for someone like us in a, in a small business, very fast paced, you know, quick moving, lots of changes. Someone that works in more of a corporate environment, they're a number. They know they're a number. Oh. Everybody knows they're a number. You know, we've all been there if we've if we worked in that environment or we at least have heard of it. And so that's kind of like the one advantage we have being smaller is that we could we can pay attention to the details, but sometimes those things get lost. I myself is just as guilty you know, birthdays and little calls, little texts. Hey, how are things going? Hey, I remember you saying this about your husband's blah, blah, blah. How's that going? You know, all those things matter. What would you say around like the people that you've hired? Obviously travel is in a unique space. Like, has it been difficult to hire people? Have you had to convince people that travel's good? Like they had to convince <laughs> you that travel was good, you know? Um, well, they're all independent contractors. And this industry kind of gathers people that, have been successful in other stuff and they're leaving the hustle and bustle, but they're not ready to get out of the game. So that that's good and bad because they can work as little as, or as much as they want. So you're building, you're building a team of basically salespeople, but that want to be part of the game kind of at their, at their level, at their level. And um, it doesn't attract the hardcore salesmen, you know, like, Right. I joke about uh, solar people. They're good at right. their job and they're salespeople. And this yeah. does not, it gathers people that are passionate about travel. Yeah. What, what do you think is the, the struggle in gathering those types of people? Some of them don't need it. They're not using this to, to, to pay bills. So they're like, they'll like, Oh, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. And then, you know, maybe two years before somebody you've been talking to actually joins the team. Yeah. Not a lot of urgency. Yeah. Now there are people that use it to for the for their for their money and they, you know they come in strong as they're and younger because a lot of them are older so those are the ones that you know are exciting to find and but those are fewer and far between and now with the end, with the marketplace you know even harder because there's plenty of jobs out there at least in in North Texas and so um, is it you know a requirement for them to be there in the office or can they work virtually oh absolutely they can do either one no requirements okay. at all other than answering your emails from your clients. There you go. Yeah. So you got a, you've got a nationwide opportunity really, but um, you just happen to have a brick and mortar spot. Correct. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. I mean, it's, I, I use that word a lot in this industry, but sitting around here, you know, sometimes we get half a day's work because we get trapped in our mind at Bora Bora and we're looking at pictures and seeing how the most price effective way to get us or clients there. So we go yeah. down those roads a lot. You know, it's interesting that you just, you took me back to, <laughs> You took me back to I'm I'm 17. I'm working at Foot Locker. I love shoes. I think I've got at that point like 
you know, 75 pair of tennis shoes. Cause when you work at Foot Locker, you get a discount and you spend all your money on Foot Locker. And so is that the same thing with travel? Like, do you- <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You guys I'm, are taking trips becoming, constantly? Oh, I'm end up becoming good friends with one of our new agents at the lady. And he's like, yeah, you've cost me more money than you've made me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. But if it's a passion, right? If it's an excitement, um, it, it's oh no, they're, they're going on trips that they wouldn't have done otherwise. Um, seeing new places. No, he said it totally jokingly. They're having a good time. Yeah, because it's just fueling a different area of their life. <laughs> Not necessarily the pocketbook, because um, they're spending it all. But okay, well that's great. I, I want to know about decision making. Kind of going back to the business here. You've obviously made a lot of decisions over the years. You've got a you've got a, a really you know really hot little kicking business over there. When you when a decision comes to your desk around, like you said, maybe some different types of advertising or maybe to, you know, employees or whatever. Is there a certain process that you go through or maybe like a discipline? No. And I say that pretty strongly because I want there to be, and that's part of my personal growth over the last year, just trying to become more disciplined and, you know, oh, that's shiny. I think we should do that marketing or, right. yeah, I've, I've had that problem before. And some of them take care of themselves. You know, you can't, the phone rings once a day for new internet. Like, well, no, there's no decision to be made on that one. Actually, I have your internet. Why are you calling me again? Right. Yeah. I've had that happen. Okay. And so thinking about like, um, you know, strategic decisions, it, that's kind of on the, on the docket as you're continuing in this, in this uh, Mm -hmm. transition, in this, in this becoming a King, um, as we, as we say, so that's great. Okay. Has there been any sort of like um, discipline in life that you're that you kind of just maybe you live by that you known by? I just want to, I'm looking for a nugget here that maybe it's just like some phrase that you live by that you'd want to share with the listener. Not a particular phrase, but um, right when COVID was starting to slow down, I realized I needed it in all aspects. You know, I was sure. showing up and doing the minimum, so decided to hit the gym, hit the books again. It's um, yeah. kind of how I found you. Listen to it had my let podcast and found this and saw this and found you. Nice. So kind of all aspects of my life for the last year and a half, just trying to up the game is, Oh, the up the game is the term I used. There you go. I love that. Cause that covers all areas. It does. Yeah. And, and I love how you gave some examples there of some different areas of life. Cause it doesn't always have to be business. And I think oh, yeah. a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, entrepreneurs are, I mean, obviously we're about our business, but like, Man, that translates how you do one thing is how you do everything. Um, I'm a big fan of excellence. And so, you know, whether you show up at the gym, whether you're showing up for the family, whether you're showing up for for your employees, that type of a thing, it makes a big difference. Oh, no, I could tell a difference within two weeks from starting to go back to the gym. It affected the business in a positive way and the family life. How did it affect? Two weeks later, going to the gym? Come on. It just did. The told, well, I mean, you're a little depressed from, you know, <laughs> the world shutting down. Your yeah. business, like basically they said, you can't make any money more by necessary not. It still hurt. Big deal. And then I'm realizing that, hey, you know, even if it shuts down to the point where you go out of business, that you can't stop living your life. So I got to right. start living. What's the, the, is it tombstone, get busy living or get busy dying? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because it's one or the other, right? Right. Truly is. I mean, obviously COVID, like you just said, being a, you know, I mean, you were, you were shut down, basically. Nobody was traveling. In those moments, did you think it was over? Um, not at first. You're starting to um, circle the wagons a little bit near the end, saying if it's over, you know, how do we protect ourselves? Um, for the first two-thirds of it, it, you know, I didn't have enough time to think too much about it because there was still a ton of work to do, just no money to be made. Um, 
You had to take care of customers, rebook them, do this. There was a, just a ton of stuff to do. So that kept me engaged. It kept me in front of customers, the good part. The bad part is I couldn't go do something else till the world opened back up. And so when you realized, or when when did you realize that that it wasn't over and that you just kind of had to, you know, like you said, dig in? Our corporate called and said, hey, you're doing a good job. Your numbers are good. I'm like, oh, I didn't. I didn't have no idea. Um, in this business, if you have a, a good month, you don't see the reward for that for 18 months. You, know, if I, you get paid when the tra- customer travels. So Got we were just doing our thing. And I didn't know I was doing good till they called and said, you're doing good. Do you want to talk to a small group? I'm like, oh, I didn't know I was doing good. Wow. And so that kind of gave fuel to the fire. It, it woke oh, yeah. you up. Like- oh, absolutely. And uh, how I got there, I just did the process. I, you know, I didn't know I was following the process. I was taking care of customers. I was starting to take care of the team better then, just doing the daily stuff that needed to be done. And did you think that it was heightened because of everything that was just going on and you kind of just dialed in? Or was it you were already on that trajectory anyway? It was going to happen whether COVID happened or not. Yeah, I was already heading in the right direction, doing all the right stuff or enough of the right stuff to make a difference. Would you say that that's kind of like looking back? I mean, there's always the, you know, the toil, right? The struggle and like the, the umph to get something mm-hmm. going. And, and then you hit success and then everybody sees it and they're like, wow, you've always been successful, but they didn't see, you know, all the, oh. all the rest. Is, it, is that, does that mirror here? Is that likened to your story? Yeah, a little bit. Our industry was so affected. A decent amount of the customers say, I'm glad you made it. I know it was hard, but there is some of that, you know, Oh, okay. You're a business owner. You always have money. I'm like, <laughs> no. If there's no uh, revenue, there's no money. Right. But um, you know, I was getting to the point where I'm like, well, I'm going to be successful whether I get a quote normal job or not. And right. I'm going to do the right things and timed well with the world starting to open back open. All the cruise lines started to get back in the water, so yeah. work. The timing was good. Yeah, I think uh, just in my mind, I'm thinking it's the it's the story of an entrepreneur. Like we're 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 digging. You know, we're grinding, we're doing the, the work. As you said, I was already meeting with clients. I was already doing the things with the team. I was already, you know, making all the right moves. You had, you had mentally, you know, leveled back up. You're going to the gym, you're doing your thing, you're listening to podcasts. And, and so, like you said, whether, whether the world had opened back up yet or not, you were going to find a solution because you, at that point, had kind of resoluted that, look, I'm the one that's going to solve this. So I got to bet on myself and then, and then that's it. Like whatever the actual thing is that right. gets it solved, I don't know. Right. But, but I'm going to head in this direction, betting on myself. It's kind of what I'm picking up What you're, are you, is that what you're saying? No, no, exactly. Right. You know, th- you know, you know, early on, you still weren't sure, you know, if this thing had lasted two more years, we wouldn't have made it. So bet on yourself is not just this business only. It was, you know, I got to be ready to take, take on the next thing, whatever that happens to be. Right. And I was still doing that when the call came and said, you're doing good. I didn't even know that we were. Yeah. And I can only imagine that moment of going, okay, well, all right, well, let, let, let's, let's keep going. Like, yeah. let, you know, it's got that shot in the arm and you, you get a second wind almost. Right. Oh no, exactly. So I think that's about when, you know, I went from one podcast to looking for others and ran across yours. Yeah. Well, and you just, uh, you up the ante, right. You, you, you push a little harder at the gym, you go a little further on the run, you listen to another podcast, you know, whatever, Right. Have you ever had any of those moments that 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 moment we're kind of describing where it's like, and you just like, and it just propels you to another level. You've been doing the right things. It wasn't like the circumstance, but it was like the the extra juice, you know, that you needed. Has that ever happened to you in a a different realm of life? Oh, in a different realm of life. Um, Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, but I've been going through it for the past, you know, 
six, eight months. So it's, I'm kind of still in the middle of it having and enjoying the ride. Yeah. And so what are you, what are you doing now to keep, you know, adding on like, cause I've obviously motivation, inspiration, like those things are great, but they fade. Right. Right. How, how do you, how do you keep at it and how do you keep leveling up? Or uh, right now I'm up? in the, in the, um, searching for going f- um, from a technician to, oh, and your thing, obviously your, your system might fly like it's a perfect fit. Looking for the podcaster books in that realm, not just right. motivation, but the technician to owner phase, looking for those books, which I haven't found. I'm, this is fairly new process, wanting to, to look for that sort of stuff. Yeah. I don't have a business coach. I thought of that. You know, yeah. you know, do I go to a three-day Tony Robbins thing? Right. <laughs> I right. know. Yeah. I mean, I think the listener has literally thought all these things. Right. Right. And so I, the reason why I'm kind of pressing in on this a little bit, is not, not to expose that you are just now going through that. It's, it's the fact that because you're literally going through it right now, it's probably a lot like what our listeners are thinking of, you know, and they're thinking, man, I have some things put together, but I really don't have a lot of other things put together and I need maybe some insight or maybe it's a coach or maybe it's that, or maybe it's a seminar or all these things. And so even though you're still in it, you're you're a, a few steps ahead. You've got some massive revenue in comparison to most of these guys that are listening. So you you've kind of like pressed into the sales side. That's why you've got the revenue, and now you're feel, you're kind of forming out the structure of the business. That's why we're talking about these things that we're talking about now. So for the guy that's listening, who maybe you know he's still six figures, he's still he's do, he's doing exactly what you're doing. He just doesn't have maybe as much revenue. What would you encourage him or her to do? If you're going in the right direction, then just keep going. So I like, I think I got a long way to go, but I think I'm going in the right direction. I'm looking for the right things. Maybe I'm worried that once I get there, you know, well, well I, okay, I've checked that box and then fade out. But right. I guess that's a different struggle for, so keep going in the, the right direction. If you're going in the right direction, if you're not, um, identify those areas and it's easier said than done, but fix it. Yeah. I, I love the answer. I mean, it's just so simple. We, we, I think we overcomplicate. Well, success. <laughs> well, that's a good point. I mean, like the gym was a, a good example. I'm like, got the lad in the Facebook. We need eight men over that are 50 that want up their game. I'm like, okay. And I went there. He said, do you want to sign up? I'm like, that's it. He said, well, I'm going to yell at you in three days a week. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so here, here I am. Here, Yeah. And, and he's been yelling at me ever since. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I think that um, whether it's the guy yelling at the gym or the business coach or or the group or whatever, there's lots of solutions. You know, obviously, as you mentioned, obviously, gathering the kings, we 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 put a solution out there for folks, and so it's like whatever you're looking for, you can find it. But if you're not looking, well, that's a good point. Not going to find anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was listening to your podcast for a little bit lately and didn't even know about the gathering the kings part, probably because the. I'm lazy. I just hit play on the podcast and don't read the thing below. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't try to spam people, but you know, the, 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 like I'm a big fan of the person listening hears what they need. Right. And so with that being said, I, I'm, I'm curious to know, <clears throat> I mean, obviously it's been this trajectory and we'll kind of end with some speed round questions here in a second, but I want to know before we leave off this topic, you've been on the right track and you're, and you're like the persistence, just keep going. That was your answer. Just keep going. I love it. For business side, you, you gave us the gym and you kind of just had to like reset. What if you have someone listening right now who's feeling defeated? They're searching, right? They're listening, but they don't really know what they're looking for, maybe, but they're defeated. They got they're wearing too many hats, like completely overwhelmed. What would you say to that person as far as like just keep going? How does that sound to them? 
well, I certainly have the too many hats going on and I still do. And, but I was doing it. I finally got to where, and actually once I got used to it, it's kind of fun now because they're happy about it. I'm, I can give away clients and I couldn't do that before. Yeah. And so that was one thing that was hard that I can do now. And I enjoy doing it because they get excited and I get excited because I don't have to be on hold for four hours trying to get something fixed for them yeah. and I can work on the business. So advice is if you're heading in the right direction, keep going or pick that one hat that you think would be the easiest to get rid of and try to get rid of it. For the listener, I hope that uh, you're paying attention because Patrick has been super vulnerable, really, about his journey. And I think that it's the same story for all of us. It's just a matter of where we are in the journey. And so I think that he's given you a bunch of really, really good stuff here. Okay, we're going to transition to the speed round. I'm going to ask you a couple questions here, different angling here. First question is, if you could dwindle your entire business down into one metric, what would it be? Well, one I would like to track, and then this is probably cheating because this is the one everybody wants to track and nobody can, is what marketing works. Yeah, tough. Oh, that's really tough. Especially if you lack a little bit of discipline in the in the organization numbers diving deep into the numbers um another metrics i like to track is the ticket of the sale you know i wanted to move into the larger ticket items yeah and this smaller ticket items actually take up just as much time sometimes more that's right right deal with more clients potentially more headache for the same amount of revenue as less clients less headache potentially even more revenue okay um, what book you already mentioned the e-myth. Is there any other book that specifically you would recommend for a six figure business owner? The e-myth, if you read it at the beginning, read it again, because at the beginning I just read it cause they told me I had to. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, Oh, that all makes sense. And the second yeah. one that kind of helped me and it was right at the beginning of this new journey was the atomic habits. I enjoyed that. What was your, what was your takeaway on that book? Obviously there's lots, but what was I your mean, take? <laughs> I guess to keep it simple, we, the atomic habits, do the little stuff. Yeah. Do the little stuff. Yeah. Do the and little I'm, stuff that's associated to who you are, right? Your identity. Right. And is it, is it from that book about, you know, the, all you got to do is knock one stroke off a golf game and you raise your revenue by 30 million bucks a year if you're a pro. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember exactly the, the, the number on it, but, but yeah, like that's obviously, like you said, that's the atomic habits. It's focusing on the little thing and then making the, the small adjustment. You know, one other thing, I don't, I don't normally do this with, with books, but one thing I got from that book, it's, it's a two sides of the same coin is to, to make the things that you want to do easy and, and the bad things difficult. You put, put blocks, put, put, make it difficult, remove the, Oh, that's good. I got an item from your desk, you know, (laughs) the things that you want to do, make it easy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I do remember now that you said that that was definitely in my takeaways, but I'd, I'd forgotten it. That's a good one. Yeah, it's it's such a powerful book. I remember reading, I listened to it actually. Mm-hmm. And before I was done, I ordered the physical book. And as soon as it hit done, I hit repeat with the book in front of me doing <laughs> both, you know, listening and and I studied it is really what it was. <laughs> right. So um, that's good stuff. Okay, next question is, do you intentionally network or mastermind with other entrepreneurs? Yes. Um, for a long time, I just did it with whoever and it's like, Oh, look, I gave out 76 business cards. I got 76 and then nothing ever happens. Right. Right. So I got a little better and found a group that was just fun, but no business. Now I do it more strategically. I found a networking group here. That's about business about leads, but it's not so structured that it's not fun. Good, good group. So I do that. And then 
I'm in the process of doing other stuff. I'm obviously the, your program sounds like a good fit. Um, I joined a couple of sales yeah. Facebook groups. Yeah, that's great. So that would count as well. Yeah, of course. And, and it sounds like, you know, I love, I actually love how you broke it up. I've never had anybody say the difference. The difference between networking and masterminding is networking is you're doing it under creating relationships to grow the business. It's for sales, for leads. And then obviously on the relationship side, the mastermind side is to, to grow you. Right, right. To, you know, so that you can grow the business. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. Um, last question here for you, Patrick. And we'll end it with this. If you lost it all, if, if, you know, going back to that moment in COVID where, you know, you're circling the wagon, if you will. And it, it actually just, there it all went. What, what would you do right now? I, I joke that I deliver mail. I was in the military a long time. The government check shows up whether you work hard or not. <laughs> not saying mail people don't work hard, but there's a little bit. Of, but I got the bug a little bit. I think I might have to find something else. Not a clue what that would be. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't. Um, I mean, it's funny that you that you bring up um, you know, the, the government check, you know, because it's, it's, again, it goes back. I just, I'm tying this back to the beginning of our conversation. Um, it's so different from maybe what you would think of as necessarily like the entrepreneurial way of thinking. But, but like you said, now you've got the bug. So you've seen what's possible. It'd be difficult, man. Like if you're sitting there doing the same thing every day, same check, no, no up and down, no challenge. (laughs) I mean, you'd probably fall asleep at the wheel. No, that's a good point. Um, my other government job, the military was a challenge. So it's a good point about the, I would get bored. I do get bored easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the entrepreneur in you going, I don't have any problems to solve. Oh yeah. I like solving problems. That's right. Well, uh, Patrick, it's been incredible uh, to have you here. I want to give you just a quick moment here. How can the listener connect with you? How can you help book our trips and our, our upcoming vacations and our company trips? And how can we connect with you? Um, Do you want me to plug actual letters? Like my email address? Yes, give it to us. Okay. Well, I want, I want people to email you, get to your website, uh, all the the whole nine. Okay, um, P Walker at ExpediaCruises.com. Um, Facebook is EC Frisco, um, and the down below, I'm sure in the chat, you'll have all my links. Uh, yep. What else? I, I'm obviously on LinkedIn and Instagram. Even though I need to get better at Instagram, a travel industry, I should be all over that. It's just beautiful yeah. places. Very good. Well, the listeners can can reach out. Of course, we'll put all the links below, like you said. Um, there to know somebody who's not only crushing it, but going through the same business uh, struggles and victories. That who can also book your travel. That he's your guy. <laughs> taking time for yourself to plug travel in general. Taking time for yourself is is big. You know, if you burn out, the extra money sitting in your bank account doesn't do much good. If you, if you lose your, your health or family or whatever burnout means to you. Yeah, that's huge. You're right. Um, I've got, I I don't, I'm not flying anywhere, but I've got an elk, uh, hunt coming up with my dad here in a little bit. And I'm, I'm, I told my team this morning that I can see the light, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel where I get to like shut the phone off and go to the wilderness for a couple of weeks. And (sighs) Oh no. Um, all the cruise lines do it. And, I don't know if there's other ones out there, but that timer on your, your phone, you look up, you know, 39 days till your, till your, till your cruise or your vacation. So that's right. Uh, that's, that's fun. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that that would, um, I'd be like, Oh no, I only have 39 <laughs> days left. You know, <laughs> I gotta go fast. I gotta get more done. You know? Right. Anyway, Patrick, you've been incredible. We wish you nothing but success and blessing on your business, your family, uh, all that you, that you got your hand to. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for the opportunity. I enjoyed 
talking with you. It's good stuff. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group. What that means is that we're really wanting only the entrepreneurs who take their business and targets super serious to apply. So if that's you, you think you got what it takes to level up your business, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com and apply. And we will see you on the other side.